Growth Igniters Radio, episode 30. What CEOs need to know about becoming a book author. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And with me is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. I am so happy to be here again with you. And if this is your first time listening out there, the purpose of Growth Igniter's radio is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for leaders to take themselves and their companies to the next level of success. So, Pam, what's the story for today? What CEOs need to know about becoming book authors. Aha. Uh-huh. You remember that back in 2002, when I wrote my book, Preventing Strategic Gridlock, the options for getting published were relatively limited. Well, these days with the evolving technology and business models, there are so many more publishing options than ever before. And we're seeing a distinct trend in corporate CEOs out there with books. That's true. So now the question is that CEOs need to ask themselves are, should I be writing a book? And the answer is maybe yes and maybe no. Mm -hmm. And secondly, what does it really take to get published? And that's why we're happy to have as our guest today, Ken Lazat, Chief Imaginative Officer of Emerson Consulting Group, Incorporated. Ken is the author of five books, including The Expert's Edge, Become the Go-To Authority That People Turn to Every Time. He's been interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, Fortune Magazine, Financial Times, Investors Business Daily, uh, National Public Radio. You get the idea. The list goes on. The list goes on. (laughs) And uh, Ken and his team focus on helping their clients create a distinctive presence through thought leadership. Mm-hmm. He's also a literary agent. And of course, you can find out much more about Ken's background under the resources section on the episode 30 page at growthignitersradio.com. And I also should mention in total transparency that we have been clients of Ken's as well. So Ken, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Well, thank you for inviting me, Scott and Pam. I'm happy to be here. So Ken, tell us a bit about how you came to start a firm about thought leadership, because it's not the most obvious thing that people do. Well, my uh, personal experience with uh, thought leadership, and and in particular publishing and publishing books, goes back a few decades to my 20s when I was a freelance writer, and I made my living uh, publishing uh, articles primarily, and also I had a literary agent of my own back then who really taught me the ropes in terms of book publishing. I, I really uh, learned how to do it in and out. I was a ghostwriter for a while, a number of projects. So I have that experience. But how I got, it, got to shape it into um, a service in which not only do I help my clients uh, write and publish their books, but also uh, position themselves as thought leaders, is that my first, what I call my book client, He was a management consultant, and he said to me his ambition was to become a, quote, global thought leader. Mm 
And this goes back about uh, uh, 17, 18 years at this point. But mm -hmm. at that point, I'd never quite heard that phrase in particular. I, I knew what he meant, but I, I never quite heard it, and I never quite heard somebody actually put it in those terms. That's what he wanted to do. So he, he, he saw writing a book as the way to gain credibility, and we worked together, and we did get his book written and published. Um, but that's what got me thinking that, Writing a book is not just about writing a book or publishing a book. It's about positioning yourself in business in such a way that it really establishes you uh, on a higher level than your competition or your colleagues or whatever. So it creates a point of distinction, and a lot of people aspire to that. So what are some of the reasons for CEOs to become an author? They've got all these other things to do. Why write a book? Well, first of all, when you say uh, they have all these other things to do, I, I absolutely understand that. And we all have other things to do. Like leading a reason, company. Yeah, exactly. And, and I would bet you that anyone listening right now that is thinking that maybe they'd like to write a book and they know they have a lot of other things to do. If they look around at their competition, by and large, in whatever profession or industry they're in, Probably they're not going to find many, if any, who have written a book. And that's the reason. It's a big commitment. But why to do it then? Why to take on this commitment? You know, right. Why to find a way to be able to uh, pull off this commitment? There are a number of reasons. Credibility is one of the biggest ones. Uh, if you do want to position yourself and your company as the leaders in your field and as the thought leaders in particular, then you really must publish a book or books actually ongoing over the years. There is nothing that gives more credibility, at least in my mind, than having a book. It just says something about you having the gravitas and, and the knowledge and the expertise that it would end up between the covers of a book. So mm -hmm. credibility is a really big one. And it also would help you, uh, a book becomes uh, like a hub where the spokes go out to all these other uh, kinds of visibility uh, venues, such as uh, the media. The media will interview you if you have a book. Um, so that gets media attention for you and your company. Uh, mm -hmm. Speaking engagements. You're more likely to get speaking engagements, particularly at the most important business conferences or industry conferences, if you have written a book. And, you know, the list goes on and on. One of the things that I find interesting is now some of the CEOs I'm we're referring to are corporate CEOs who already get speaking engagements. But it seems like the CEOs that have written books, I mean, I'm thinking Jack Welch or Howard Schultz or, you know, whomever it right. is, that they establish themselves more as brands distinct from their company at the same time. You see that? It's one way that it goes. That's right. Um, it's kind of, though, depends on the way you approach it as, as a CEO, uh, whether you would like it to be you as a brand or you as the representative of your company's mm -hmm. brand. One of the things that we do in my company with our clients that where the CEO is writing the book is also develop either articles or even books from the ranks of their, usually their top executives. Right. And right. that spreads, that sort of spreads the wealth, so to speak, and, and it, it creates a picture of the firm mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. being the thought leaders rather than just the guy at the top. 
or the non-guy at the top. Okay. Well, <laughs> so that, those are <laughs> so those are all the reasons to do it. What about the reasons though not to do it? Because it's not for everybody, right? Writing a book, I'm talking about. No, it's not for everybody, and it certainly isn't something that you just flirt with. What happens sometimes is that people are told they should write a book, but there's something inside them that is really holding them back from that or resisting that. And um, I can't explain it really better than that, except that um, if, if somebody comes to me, for example, and says that they've been told that they should write a book and they wonder about it and this and that, if I don't feel that there is a real passion to write a book, then I would recommend to them not to take it on right now. There are others who go, I've got to write a book. I've been thinking about this for a long time. I, I know it's important. And I just want, you know, you can, I can feel it. There's that inner passion and commitment. And uh, with that in mind, that second uh, feeling, uh, motivation, is what you need to have to write a book. Otherwise, I would just say, don't even think about it. Just go on with uh, your life as it is. Okay, so the more passionate and the clearer you are about writing a book, the more likely it is that it's going to be a successful endeavor and, and worthwhile. Exactly. It's going to be successful uh, um, if, uh, number one, because it's, it's going to actually be finished. <laughs> it's going to actually take <laughs> right. place. Um, and number two, you're probably going to have motiv motivation once the book is done to promote it and use it. Uh, to to uh, leverage your your sales and marketing for for your business pr primarily, if not for yourself. Well, it makes sense. So we're going to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we'll talk more with Ken Lazat, Chief Imaginative Officer of Emerson Consulting Group and author of The Expert's Edge about how CEOs can most effectively become book authors. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. We enable successful companies to accelerate to the next level of innovation and growth. And if you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 30, and use the share links for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at the top right of the page. Tell your social media communities all about us. Use hashtag growthigniters. This will help extend our reach to all of the people who can benefit from this series. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Scott and I are talking today with Ken Lazat, Chief Imaginative Officer of Emerson Consulting Group Incorporated and author of the book, The Expert's Edge, Become the Go-To Authority That People Turn to Every Time. Ken, how can people find out more about you, your books, and Emerson Consulting Group? Well, I, I would direct them to my website, which is thoughtleading.com. Okay. And of course, we'll have links under resources for episode 30 page. Now, going back to our conversation, for those listeners who have decided that they are indeed going to move forward with becoming book authors, how can a CEO differentiate his or her book on leadership? for example, from all of the many others that are out there? Because let's face it, I mean, how many books on leadership are there out there? 
right, four, 45 million maybe. And this coming from the literary <laughs> agent, right. So how do you do that? Why do you say that it's, it's time? I think, um, again, first of all, you say it's time when you have this, this urge that you just can't, uh, you can't hold back. I think that it first must be said how very personal this is to decide what your book would be about. Very often I've noticed that people who come to me have an idea for their book. It comes from whatever source. They often are very reticent to even tell me at first, or they're kind of lack, lacking in confidence as to whether or not I would agree that it's a good idea for a book. But typically where the book comes from is, is just your sense of either your own experiences as a business leader or uh, some kind of issue or issues that you're, you see your industry tackling that you have some thoughts on or something else that's going on in your experience that uh, you feel like people could learn from. And I think the main thing is, I you know I'm joking about 45 million leadership books, but I think the main thing to do is to ignore all the other books. Don't go looking for what's not been written about or this and that. Focus inward rather than outward. And hmm. the book that is right for you, I, I can just tell you from the experience of all the people I've worked with, it comes to you. So trust your gut about what would be the best book for you to write. And that, that's how you differentiate your book. And the publishers are okay with that. Well, um, here's the interesting thing. We need to talk about uh, the two ways to go about getting your book published, but one of them being the age-old traditional approach of uh, trying to find a publisher. And are the publishers okay with that? Well, many will not be, and some will. And what you hope for is that one will really be excited about it. Every time I take on a project, no matter what the book is, and we shape a book proposal for the purposes of uh, shopping it around to publishers, at least a third of the publishers uh, that we approach will say, there are too many books of this category out there that yeah. will never sell. Another third will say, well, there's nothing really new or that different here. And then another third will say, well, it's kind of interesting. You know, let me think about it. <laughs> Most of them will end up rejecting the book as well. But typically, if you approach enough publishers in that last category, at least one, if not maybe two or three, will come out of the woodwork there and say, you know, I think we could get really excited about publishing this book. We'd like to make you a contract offer. So my, my uh, take from all of that is trust your gut, go forward. You know, you're taking a risk, of course, all, always. But my experience is that it ends up not being as much of a risk as you might think starting out. Hmm. So coming from that point of passion and that point of, I have to get this out, uh, for one thing, it helps distinguish somebody so I don't have to be Jack Welsh necessarily to get no. published or famous to get published. Uh, but I have to have that idea in me. But there's always the question of, am I a good enough writer? Uh, can I do this? Or do uh, I even like doing do it? I, do I like doing it? Maybe I should use a ghostwriter. Oh, what do you think about that? I think if somebody has those feelings, like, uh, I just don't think I'm a good enough writer, but more so, would I like to 
for writing. If they can balance uh, two things, one is that I really want to do a book. And, and then you have this other thing pulling at you saying, but I just hate to write. I think if you hate to write, then you should hire a ghostwriter. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you just think you're not a good writer, then you should hire an editor. Ah. You and you two and I had uh, this experience. You know that all the articles that I helped you get published, I did not write them for you. Right. You mm-hmm. you wrote your own articles, and ninety nine percent of my clients over the years, I tell them right up front, that's the way I prefer to work. That they write the articles, and then I might provide some editing. But mm-hmm. people who are doubting their writing ability are probably comparing themselves with, you know, the great writers in, in history or something <laughs> along those lines and, and feeling much too self-conscious. You are probably a much better writer than you think you are. I, I lived through Pam writing her book a number of years ago, and the, the, yes. the crises of confidence were there, but it turned out really really good and and critics liked it it did i mean it was it was a process i mean it really was and we can talk about that in the third segment but that was that that question about ghostwriting the other one is of course nowadays there are so many options you have the commercial publishers but you also have self-publishing of various types uh, whether it's through amazon or whatever it's through and the question is how do you make that determination Right. Um, And that's what I was alluding to when I said that the age-old traditional way of doing it is looking for a publisher. Um, Another age-old way of doing it is self-publishing, although self-publishing over the the many decades until recently has gotten a bad name. It's also referred to as vanity vanity publishing, and it, it tends to be thought of as, well, you couldn't find a publisher, so you knocked out a book, and it, it's written terribly, and it looks terrible, and all of that. Well, that's all changed. It doesn't have to be that way. Nowadays, we have uh, self-publishing companies out there that can do so much. You know, they're good as hiring a traditional publisher. So self-publishing is an option. Here's Here are the two differences. With having a publisher you give up a lot. Uh, I don't mean to say you give up your copyright or your rights in that in that sense, but you give up control. For example, there is no publisher that I know of that will allow you to sign a contract with them and have you have final say of either the cover design or your title. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, And that's only the tip of the iceberg in terms of decisions that are made along the way. So you have to be willing to to work collaboratively with somebody else who is going to have their own opinions about this. And by the same token, when you publish yourself or when you go through self-publishing, I should say, you have much more control. And there are so many other issues that go with that. We need to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Ken Lazat, author of The Expert's Edge, about how CEOs can get going on getting that book out there and get it published. Stay with us. So, have you been thinking that it's time for you and your company to accelerate to your next level of growth and profitability? Well, if so, contact us today to find out how we can partner with you and your team to create a highly customized, powerful Growth Igniters Executive Retreat. Client results have included accelerated leadership transition, increased commitment and alignment on strategy, 
and much more. Go to growthignitersradio.com, click contact us at the bottom of the page, and we'll get back to you to discuss options for helping you achieve your most important goals. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been talking with Ken Lazat, Chief Imaginative Officer of Emerson Consulting Group Incorporated and author of The Expert's Edge, become the go-to authority that people turn to every time. Ken, again, how can people find out more about you and Emerson Consulting Group? Yes. um, Again, my uh, website's the best way to do it. That website is thoughtleading.com. So we are at the part of this episode where we want you to help us to give our listeners three pieces of immediately actionable advice for becoming published book authors. And let's take it one at a time. Okay, so I do have three, but just before I I get into those, I do want to follow up on what we were just talking about in terms of how do you choose between looking for a publisher versus self-publishing. Another important distinction is that self-publishing means you will get your book out faster than if you have a publisher. What is the typical cycle time between time a book is accepted by a publisher and it actually comes out? It's typically at least a year but it it can be a year and a half. But if it's self-publishing, you could do it in six or eight months. And that how fast you do it then, of course, is totally dependent on you and the writing and, and the editing. You'd have to hire an editor to help you with that. So, But it is more in your control, whereas, as I said before, to have a publisher means giving up a lot of control. Mm-hmm. It's always a matter of trade-offs, ultimately. And right. I think that's it's a very personal decision that every author needs to make. So let's now go over to these actionable pieces of advice, and let's go a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, uh, the first one is to choose a topic or a theme or uh, the focus of your book. I think trusting your gut is really important. So it could be your leadership style. It could be something that's some way that you've gone about Uh, leading uh, your company that uh, you feel is a really significant and effective way to do it. So that could be one way to go about it. Another thing could be various issues in your industry. Uh, One of my clients is a healthcare CEO, and uh, he's got all sorts of what I'd call thought-leading ideas about how the healthcare industry needs to be changed and can be changed. So it makes sense for him to attack all these issues in, in a book. Isn't it sometimes true from your perspective, especially as a literary agent, that if a person is talking, they're writing about leadership, and somebody else writes about leadership, somebody else writing about leadership, the way in which you express yourself and the experiences that you've had make that book totally unique? Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely right. Uh, People are personalizing the way they conduct business and serve their clients every day. We're all different people, so we do it at least slightly different, if not uh, dramatically different from other people. And we do it do that typically without any 
particular comparison and, and looking outward. We just do it. So in that sense, when you translate that into articles that you write and publish um, and books uh, that you can write and publish, it's just a matter of looking inward rather than trying to see, you know, okay, how did Jack Welch do it? Okay, I guess I can try to do it like him. So be original, trust your gut. That's the first thing in terms of determining uh, how you'd go about uh, writing a book. The second thing is, it's, it really is the next step, and that's decide uh, which publishing option, which one makes sense for you. Now, and, and in that regard, I would say, uh, when I really talk about the pros and cons of self-publishing versus having a publisher, if I were to make a list for both categories, the logical choice would be by far self-publishing. There's really? just so huh. many reasons why that would make sense. Because there are misconceptions about what publishers do. The biggest one being that they will basically promote and sell your book. They, they will not do that. In fact, it's quite the opposite. You will most likely get a contract from a publisher if you can prove to them that you're going to aggressively uh, write and sell your book. It's really a misconception that the publisher is going to do much for you versus self-publishing. Ken, would another immediate step that somebody could take be to go out and find a literary agent? I mean, where, where does that fall? Well, a literary agent functions the same as a publisher. A literary agent would evaluate whether to take you on based on uh, if they thought that your book would sell based on what you can do to make it sell. If you have, let's say, uh, 100,000 Twitter followers, nowadays that's a big thing. The eyes open uh, as far as that goes. If you have a uh, national TV show you know, on a news uh, network, that's going to open eyes because a literary agent typically can only sell his client's books to a publisher. The literary agent has to be looking for what those publishers want. A lot of times, I, and I lay it out, someone would say to me, well, why then should I look for a publisher? The only real good reason to have a publisher is if that's what you want. <laughs> if, if that's what you want, you certain sense of uh, self-validation, let's say, um, or a certain sense of credibility. You know, my book was published by McGraw-Hill. But it's um, not necessary in the bigger world. It doesn't really matter. I have really. to say, I do not choose books based upon who the publisher is. I choose no. books based on how good the book is or how good it, it looks when I'm exactly. looking for books. But exactly. can we have time for just one more fast piece of advice? Well, the last one is has to do with time. You're going to have to make a time commitment. Once you've chosen what your book's going to be about and you've decided which publishing option, it's time to make a time commitment to it, whether it's toward uh, looking for a, an agent or looking for a publisher or just starting to write your book and making it happen. you got to carve out that time. One of your questions earlier was, is, is ghostwriting an easy answer? And it's not an easy answer. It feels like an easy answer, like you're delegating the whole thing over to somebody. But you would still have to carve out the time to spend with the ghostwriter so that the ghostwriter can learn what your book's about and be able to write it. So the time yes. commitment becomes a real important piece, and that would be the third piece of advice. 
So any final thoughts, like a bottom line as far as what it takes for CEOs to become book authors? I know that a lot of people listening have always wanted to write a book. And some of them, many of them are feeling, have been feeling maybe in, until they've heard me that there's, uh, you know, I don't know if they can do it. Like you say, maybe I can't write it well enough. Maybe I can't find a publisher. The main last thought I have for everybody is that anyone today who wants to be a book author can be. It used to be you really were sort of beholden to publishers, and that's all gone now. So anybody who wants to publish a book, it can happen. Nobody can stop you. Uh, there are lots of avenues. Okay, and there you have it. Ken, thank you so much for being our guest today on Growth Igniters Radio. Well, it was a pleasure to be here with you. And I do have, uh, have to ask Scott one question before we break up. Yeah. And that was, Scott, at the beginning of the whole uh, podcast, uh, you said to Pam, uh, so happy to be with you again. Yes. And is this the only time you guys are together during a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, together again on the podcast. We're together all the time. And that's one of the great things about being a part of Business Advancement Incorporated. Well, maybe that's another book. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You go. <laughs> okay, well, Ken, thanks so much. And thanks to everyone out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. And to check out our resources related to today's conversation, share on social media, find out about upcoming episodes or open a conversation with us, go to Growth ignitersradio.com and select episode 30. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to think about. So do you have a book inside of you? What steps will you take to get it out into the world? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.